Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about the five things we loved about having a baby and being in the baby stage of life. This is when we have a newborn to a 12-month-old and what we loved about it. If you're not following us on social media, be sure to find us at Best Life Moms Club at Amanda underscore BLMC and Katie underscore BLMC. So Amanda, the baby stage. So it's funny because when you're in the baby stage, it's really hard. And especially if you're a first time mom, there's all these hurdles that you're overcoming and you're figuring things out. However, once you're out of it, there's things that you will miss. And I know for me, I will never have a child in the baby stage again because Keith and I are done having our family. I had uh, my tubes removed, so I cannot have any more kids. You, on the other hand, you're just about to enter the baby stage for the third time. Yeah. If if listeners could see us as we're recording this, I am fully reclined right now on my bed recording because I of the positioning of M3 it's just too uncomfortable to sit upright at this point. And uh, <laughs> today you were actually um, as far along as you were with Finn. Yeah. So I guess gestationally, this was when I had Finn. Yeah. So we'll see how much, long, you know, we'll see when this baby decides to come. So this baby will be the longest baby that has been cooking inside. So... I know. Isn't it crazy that like third time it's the longest baby I've had? That's crazy. Well, we'll see if M3 goes the full, the full distance. I can go the distance. <laughs> what or overdue and born on your birthday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> These are our top five things that uh, are most enjoyable about having uh, a baby in the baby stage. So a newborn to 12 month old. And I, think, I, guess, I just want to. I just want to say. I feel like you're feeling a little nostalgic, like with me being pregnant and kind of where I was when I had Finn, and then the you know the reality of you know your tubes. You had your tubes removed. You're you're done having kids. I feel like this is a little bit of nostalgia. Oh, it totally sure. is. It totally is because you're having a baby and and there's been lots of baby chatter and stuff. Um, and it's funny because like 
I've been reflecting on how like my kids are now four and two. So the boys are actual kids. Like they are kids. They can do up their zippers and button their buttons. Uh, Caroline, she's still a toddler. She's starting to talk a lot and is getting um, more clear audibly by the day. But uh, she still has, she still likes to cuddle and drink her bottle and uh, do some of the, the things that toddlers like to do, right? And so there's pros and cons to all stages, and there's things that I like and I dislike about all stages. So uh, we just thought we would kind of highlight five of the things that we both really like about having a baby, because, you know, those are the kind of the things that you can concentrate on and enjoy. Especially when you're going through something that's challenging or hard, like to look on those positive sides. I will like we will also say though there are, it's not all sunshine and roses when you have a baby right like there are things that we do not like about the baby stage which we will talk about later next week <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but like so we're not just saying like everything's going to be sunshine and roses but there are those glim like you know those just those like warm fuzzies that come along in the newborn in the baby stage of life absolutely and that's where this nostalgia is coming in what's number one on your list so number one we've got baby snuggles and I don't know about you but I I loved baby snuggles and with Caroline I've been pretty open about having kind of a, a harder time adjusting uh, and bonding with her, not because of who she was, but just, I think there was just so much going on and uh, the boys were older and they're running around. Uh, but snuggles was kind of like the one thing that I could just like kind of sit and enjoy with her, especially at night uh, when I would like give her her bottles. Yeah. I, I love having a sleeping baby on me. I just, I, there's just something about like how calm and relax. And yes, you know, there are times where I'm like, okay, I, I need to put you down. Like I, as Finn, especially because Finn was someone who always needed to be held. And so like, that was a challenge, but there is, I absolutely love having a sleeping baby on my chest and like tucked under my chin. And, you know, I, even now I think of like when I put Finn or Freya to bed, Finn, Finn more so because like we still have a cuddle where he's like in on my lap, head on my shoulder. And I think like, oh my God, like when you were born, you did not even hit my belly button. You were that <laughs> small. Like, and now, you know, your head is on my shoulder and you're down to my knees. Like I have these cuddles and I, but I reminisce and I think like, oh my goodness, like it's so crazy that like your toes were not even touching my belly button when you were a baby you were that small and you, your, your head was in between my boobs, like on my chest, tucked under my chin. And that's, so I love, love, love a sleeping baby, which is one of the reasons why I also really like baby wearing, I think, because, and I, and I did a lot of baby wearing with both of the kids. Um, but that would be a, a very great way for me to have a sleeping baby with me, like have them on my chest, but also be hands free. Yeah, and it's funny because you did the baby wearing and um, you really enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, we've talked about this on other episodes, but you're like taller 
uh, and curvier and I'm short and, and petite. So I always felt like I was toppling over, but you know, every, everyone's different. And so that's why I kind of mentioned that. But yeah, there's something very peaceful about a sleeping baby. And I know with snuggling all the kids, like just kind of cuddling them and kind of like rubbing their head or like sniffing them. No, it's <laughs> kind of the wrong word, but no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent is like their head is there and you sniff their head a hundred percent. And if you're a first time mom and you're like, this sounds really weird. Once you have your baby, there is something about like that newborn smell. Like it's kind of a running joke between moms. I think like moms who are out of that baby stage of, you know, that baby smell and like, Oh, I just need a hit of that baby smell. Like, let me just have a whiff. But like, it's so true. There is something about a baby smell and just like smelling their hair. I still do it when I cuddle the kids. Like I will still smell their hair. It's just, there's something about it. And I don't know if there's some like biological reason for it, but absolutely it having them snuggle and like just being able to take a whiff. Yeah. There's something very special about it. And yeah, you know, I totally agree. it's a way to bond. It's a way to just kind of relax together. And it's just a really special time. So baby snuggles is definitely one of the things that like, you will miss when you don't have a baby. Yeah. And then like, even like this kind of goes into a little bit more of the sciencey part of it, of like the baby snuggles, but like there are a lot of biological benefits to having baby snuggles and, or having a sleeping, like having a baby on you, you know, like in the first postpartum, the, like the first few months um, postpartum, you know, doing kangaroo skin to skin, um, there are a lot of biological benefits to it too. So like, not only is it like kind of spiritually and kind of emotionally and like just kind of pulls on your heartstrings, but there are also biological benefits to it as well. Um, so, you know, there are other reasons why we like that too. Yeah. It's, and it's just so peaceful, peaceful and wonderful. So get all the baby snuggles while you can, because that's one of the things that you're really going to miss once your baby uh, becomes a toddler. So next on the list, we have giggles and reactions. Did you love the giggles as much as I, I love the giggles? You know what? So with Freya being a preemie, obviously like her reactions and her developmental growth was a little bit slower delayed compared to like where you were with the boys. But I remember like the first, her first smiles of like where she was smiling for the first time reacting to me coming in. Oh my goodness. Like I actually have pictures of it because I was like, oh my God, look at you who's starting to smile. And it is like those giggles and reactions are just, yeah, like they melt your heart. Like they really do pull on those heartstrings and it's just like, Oh my gosh. And sometimes when you're having a really horrible, horrible day, you get that giggle or you get that smile and you're like, you know what? It's okay. Even in just that moment, like you can be having a really hard day. And let's be honest with in motherhood, there are struggles every single day. 
Um, but sometimes you just need that, that smile or that giggle. And like those baby giggles, when you get them going, oh, uh, blowing raspberries and, and you just get them rolling with laughter. I know I, I tried to videotape it as much as possible, like for all three kids. And like, even sometimes now I'll go back and I'll look at those videos. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Cause it just like melts your heart all over again. Right. It, to it totally does. And you know, it's funny that you say that about like going back and watching videos. I have a video of Freya when she's like eight months old, seven months old, but we're up at the cottage and Pete, we were doing a diaper change, but Peter was doing a diaper change. And then, so she's laying on the bed and, um, but Peter starts blowing raspberries. So I have it filmed. It is Freya's favorite video to watch. Like, because both, I think all kids love looking at baby pictures, but even yesterday. So yesterday Freya said, I want to look at my baby pictures. I was like, okay, so let's look at your baby pictures. And we, and then she said, I want the laughing one. So I knew right away that she wanted this giggling photo. So I had to go back and find it. And it's her seven, eight months old. And it's, you know, Peter's blowing raspberries on her belly. And then she starts giggling. And it is just like so cute to watch and hear like what her sounds were like. Cause you forget like now you know, I hear her voice all the time, but I forget what her early voice was like when she was giggling and kind of cooing and stuff. And, but yeah, the giggles, like it just brings a smile to your face. And sometimes you just need that. It's just like, it is honestly just like such pure joy. That's what it, I, I feel like it is. It's just like pure happiness. It's such a pure, a pure smile. It's just, yeah, it melts your heart. Well, and I know like the first time that they do certain things, like especially when it's your first kid, like how exciting it is, like when you're like, oh my goodness, they just smiled, like Freya smiled, or like, oh my goodness, they just waved, or they just reached for something, or, you know, the first time where they actually do start to giggle and you're like, oh my goodness, right? Like they're reacting, like there's all these milestones that they're hitting and like it's just kind of mind-blowing and yeah I can't even describe the feeling but like it's one of those things that yes there's going to be lots of firsts in their life first just don't end at the first year right like their baby first do but your whole life there's going to be first and there's just something special about these simple milestones that we kind of take for granted that these babies start to do that can like bring you so much joy if that makes yeah. sense no, it totally does. Because like, I think now a lot of people, one thing that we miss, I think right now with what we're going through with like COVID-19 and the pandemic is when people are masked, you don't get to see their smile anymore. Right? Like, and people are starting to realize the importance of a smile. to just like, you know, kind of lighten your day or but just in passing of a stranger. So absolutely. Like, when you see your own baby smile, like, it's just, it's great. It really it, is great. It really does melt your heart. Like, that is kind of the best way to describe it. Smiles, giggles, all that stuff. You just like, ugh. Yeah. You're Anyways. So, you're, you're so nostalgic right now. <laughs> I am. I know. Oh, I'm going to have to, like, get out their baby photos now and start <laughs> looking at them. 
You're gonna be uh, like, Keith, I want to have another baby. No, I do not want another baby. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I totally enjoy my kids. Uh, and yeah, it's like anything in life. There's certain things that, you know, you miss about stages, like even your own personal stages. But uh, yeah, I love looking back on this time. Well, looking at all the good parts of it and how much I love certain things and even looking back on the things that weren't so great about having a baby and just respecting the fact that I made it through it right like and going man like I had twins <laughs> like th certain things like that still kind of blow my mind but it also makes a lot of sense why like moms who have older kids who then like have a friend or some know someone who have a baby like who sweep swoop in and like oh I just need a hot like I just need my baby fix because it totally makes sense that once you get older and you're out and you're done of that stage where but you miss these kind of simple joys that go along with being in the baby stage because they're so like monumental and so important to us as mothers but they are just kind of like the most basic of things. Yeah. And it's funny because having gone through it, like I know I've got one friend who's probably 10 years older than me, maybe a little older than that. And her kids are like teenagers and stuff. And so I kind of look to her to see what life is like and what it'll be like for me in 10 years. But, um, you know, she's also willing to help out, right? Like even with the twins, she's like, oh, I'll come over and like help you out or or watch them if you need to go out, right? And, you know, that's because they realize how hard it is, right? They've been there, they've done that, right? And I think now that, you know, I've, I'm kind of past the baby stage, you know, Caroline's still in the toddler stage, but I've got less than a year of that, which kind of makes me a little sad, but that's a, another podcast episode. <laughs> and uh, it makes me want to help other moms, which is kind of why we've done this whole mommy mentorship thing, because... You know, everyone concentrates on birth and kind of getting you set up for birth, but no one takes care of you, the mom, afterwards, right? So that's kind of why we've uh, done the mommy mentorship thing. But like, even like moms that I know who are having babies, once my kids are kind of a little bit older and out of the baby stage, like for sure, like I, I want to be the mom that drops off dinner for people, right? Like I... I want to try to make life easier on new moms. So um, I know my brother and sister-in-law had a baby, well, I guess a year, she's a year now, but uh, I, you know, I always wanted to make sure that I was checking in on her because like I, I know how hard it is, right? So, and having that accountability and that person that you can kind of rely on when you need them, it's important. So uh, number three, that uh, you're going to miss is nap time. Yeah. So Caroline is two and Finn is also two. So they still have naps, but the boys and Freya at four are not napping. And I know Freya's better at doing quiet time than the gentlemen are. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because there's two of them and they kind of just want to play together. But uh, nap time and having kind of like those frequent breaks throughout the day, I totally miss that because it just let me recharge my battery several times a day instead of getting a kind of little bit of a break in the afternoon and I know with the boys like I always made sure when they'd have like an afternoon nap that I would take an afternoon nap did you do the same thing 
Um, no, honestly, no. And I regret, I really regret not because it's so much harder to do when you have more than one kid. But like with Freya, I, I remember feeling like, okay, she's asleep. I need to get all this stuff done. I need to do this, 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 and this, like all my to-dos list. And I really regret, like there were times that I, I would have a nap. Absolutely. Um, one, one in particular, like, I think she was new, like we were still kind of in that newborn stage, like three month postpartum window probably. But I remember like Frey was asleep in her, um, in her bassinet in the living room and Peter got home from work and he walked in the door and I had fallen asleep on the couch and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I didn't mean to like, she's asleep. I, you know, I sat down for a couple of minutes and he was like, no, like I'm happy that you're sleeping because you needed that you need to sleep. And so like, I just felt like I had the responsibility of I needed to, and we've talked about this in other episodes too, of like that feeling of needing to get everything done when a baby is napping. I was a hundred percent that mom. I did not sleep as much as I wish I did when Freya was sleeping. Yes, I did here and there and like in the postpartum, but it would be a really big fight for me or I feel I would carry massive, massive guilt about like, there are so many better things I could be doing with my time than napping. When in reality, napping is probably one of the best things that you could do with your time, especially when you have a new baby and you're in the first six months uh, of, you know, motherhood, because the reality is you're not getting enough sleep as it is. So I now know that in, you know, looking back hindsight 2020. Um, but in the moment, I really, I really struggled with that. And that's in all honesty and that goes against what we talk about a lot of, but in the reality is that was, I was that mom. Like, yes, Peter would tell me, you need to have a sleep, 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 you know, like sleep when the baby's sleeping. Um, but it's very different when it's coming from your husband. It's not, I didn't have friends saying, girl, you need to get your ass to bed because you're going to regret it. You need to be sleeping. I didn't have any friends who were telling me that. And I, I think I might've listened more if it wasn't coming from Peter or my mom. Yeah. See, for me, like if I don't get enough sleep, I kind of feel hollow inside, if that makes sense. Like I just don't feel like myself. So for me, I always kind of, I always make sleep a priority if I can, which yeah. is probably why Keith and I don't sleep in the same bed because I get a better sleep without him sleeping in bed with me. Um, that's a whole that's another, another podcast. That's another podcast. Too. Yeah. And um yeah, I always made sure that like in the afternoon nap, because by the time afternoon rolled around, I would be starting to get tired. I would definitely have a nap too. So I would go in my bed room and I went, I have, I have uh, blinds and blackout curtains. So I'd make sure the curtains were open and I wouldn't completely close the blinds. So there'd still be some light coming in so that I wouldn't go into like a deep sleep. Um, and then I would basically sleep the entire time the boys were sleeping. It just helped me recharge my batteries. And this wouldn't happen necessarily every day, but I, if I really needed it, I for sure did it. I tried to do it every day, not going to lie. So, uh, but nap time is one of those things where like, 
I don't, I can't have a nap now. Like some days I'm exhausted and Caroline gets a nap and I've even said to her, I wish I could have a nap too. <laughs> um, uh, I will say that now I have no hesitation sleeping or napping during quiet nap time. No hesitation. Yeah. But uh, it's, like, it's hard if, to have that nap when you have an older kid. Yeah. But like if Peter is home and then like, you know, I know it's hard for you because Keith is gone so much of the time. But if, if Peter's home and it's a weekend and like it's quiet time and I'm like, I, I think I need, I'm going to lay, I need to go lay down. I don't have that guilt anymore of needing that sleep. I think I've grown out of that um, because I now know, like I said, hindsight 2020, the, that I, I need the sleep. Um, and <laughs> I am very aware that I will be losing my sleep any moment. <laughs> At any point in time at this point. Um, well, and nap time is kind of a bit of a gift. And it's also like, it is, it is self-care. Like having a nap is self-care, which, you know, sounds kind of funny, but it can definitely be a form of self-care. It's oh, good for your mental health and your well-being. So and your physical health too. And your physical health. Like yes. napping is, very, is good for your physical health. I yeah. will say... With Freya, even though I didn't nap as much as you did while she was napping, and I, I carried that kind of mom guilt of I need to, and partner guilt of I need to do all of the things on my to-do list. I, there's so many things I need to do when I, during nap time. I will say nap time was still a gift because it was a mental break. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I was not sleeping, but it was just that little bit of respite, like where I could either have no noise, like the house could be quiet. So yes, I was not sleeping as much during nap time, but I was still getting that kind of mental break of not having to keep a human alive, like keep a baby alive. She was in her bed. She was asleep. She was safe. I knew that. So there was a, like a, just a little bit of a mental reprieve for me which would have been greater if I had fallen asleep. But the reality is that's not what I did. So, but there was, I will say like, there was still a mental break for me during nap time for sure. And nap time is a gift. And then once you kind of get out of your, that newborn stage and that um, early postpartum stage, you're kind of in the later, then nap time can be a real gift. And you're like, what can I do? I have so much time for activities. <laughs> yeah. When, you know, you have some of your sleep back and you're kind of, you know, you're, you're not as tired anymore and you've healed and everything. You're like, okay, like, let's get this stuff done. But um, nap time is for sure a gift. And especially nap time with your first. Your yeah, because it, it becomes harder, right? Especially like we've been saying, like with older kids, if they're not napping, hard. Mm-hmm. So next, uh, number four, I've got, you're going to miss how easy it is to tote around a baby in a bucket seat. Yes. Portable babies. Yes. They are awesome. So like bucket seats now, like you just click them in, click them out. Um, even you can get your stroller that your bucket seat just clicks into uh, or get like a snap and go. So it's really easy for you to go shopping, not maybe during the pandemic, you're not going shopping as much, but 
even going for a walk, it's easy to tote that baby around. Whereas when they get older, so like right now the boys are four and they can get their jackets on and their hats and their boots and stuff. But it just getting to the car is a little bit (laughs) more chaotic, (laughs) right? I often use the term herding cats. Yes. Yeah. That's the reality of it is it's like herding cats. And then when they come back in the house, like stuff is just everywhere. And I'm going, put this away, put that away. Where do your boots go? Where, where does this go? Right. So everyone thinks it's so much work to tow a baby around. Meanwhile, you just have to like put them in the car seat and grab the diaper bag for the most part. Like if you have to feed them yeah you got to plan ahead to either have a break where you can breastfeed or if you're formula feeding you have to bring a bottle but you know it really wasn't that difficult and I miss it (laughs) no there there is a lot to be said about the portability of a baby in a bucket car seat and I know some people don't use bucket car seats like some people use convertible ones from a very young age but there is absolutely the the ease of putting them in the bucket and having them secure. You click them in. Absolutely. I totally agree. And even now, like in the pandemic, there is an ease of, of like if you're wanting to get out of the house, but you don't want to go in public, like even just going for a drive, right? Like it's just they're in their car seat, they're secure and you hop in and you drive like instead of climbing how you know having to lug them in or toss them into their their car seat and then strap them in and then entertain them right like there is an ease and portability to a baby absolutely and like you said walking that's easy too and I will say like it doesn't necessarily have for me at least because like I said I really enjoyed baby wearing but there's an ease of portability of just having wearing your baby like wearing the kids. I found that extremely easy and like going for a walk, taking, you know, because Phoenix was alive, like, you know, taking Phoenix for a walk. It was just drop them in and let's roll. Peter wore the kids too, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He had, I had um, like a wrap. I had a, a beluga baby wrap, which I really, really loved. I also with Freya used a Moby, I think, but I liked the beluga baby because it was thinner. But Peter has, when they're older, he has a more structured carrier that he would wear them to. Yeah. And he really liked that as well. It's funny. So we actually, I had a wrap and I used it a couple times. And then we actually had a structured carrier too. And I think I wore it once. I think Keith wore it twice. (laughs) Yeah. We just didn't get into it. Peter would wear, um, wear it like around the house too. That's cute. Yeah. I think having the twins, it was harder, like, because you can obviously do two at a time. But even Caroline, I thought, oh, maybe I'll wear, we'll wear her. And we didn't. (laughs) So if you really, really want to get into baby wearing and you have twins, you can absolutely, you can wear twins. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah. It is a a twin, twin go carrier, I believe, where one goes on the front and one goes on the back. Yeah. And actually, we have a, fr- a mutual friend who has twins just a little bit older than our kids, and she would wear just two carriers, and she would wear one in the front, one in the back. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, she did. But they were older. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like if you do have multiples and you're interested in baby wearing, you can absolutely do it. Uh, It's just more challenging, obviously, because you have two babies hanging on you. But there is portability to a bucket car seat as well as I think to uh, having, you know, wearing them as well when they're and you can wear up to like, depending on the weight, usually it goes by weight, but same thing with the bucket, right? Because you, yeah, like you had too big or way too much. And like you kept Caroline in her bucket for a really long time uh, compared to kind of what we did with the other, like with the kids. Yeah, I guess it was kind of longish. We were just about to convert her over because she was getting she was getting too tall she wasn't we were going to get rid of the bucket seat and put her in her regular car seat and this then the pandemic happened and I had been freaking out the whole time about how am I going to take the kids grocery shopping because with the bucket seat I could put the bucket in the cart and then the two boys could sit at the grocery store we shop at and I could still have room for groceries. And with her not being in a bucket seat, I was going to, I'm like, I guess one of them's going to have to walk and hold onto the cart. And then I'm picturing myself going through the parking lot with this kid and then these two other kids and all these groceries. And then it never happened because the pandemic came along and, and I haven't been into a grocery store since with all three kids. So saved by the bell, saved by the bell, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so number five, I got uh, something that you'll kind of miss that's kind of cool about the baby stage is how quickly they grow. Like I know, I think I was mind boggled at how fast the first year seemed to go and how quickly they seemed to develop. What about you? Yeah. And, and I think it's important to like say that like obviously once after the first year, obviously kids continue to grow. But in the first year, the speed at which they change and they grow is astronomical. Like the, the, if you look at it biologically, like the, the rapid growth and the size growth of their brain alone like their brain matter is insane um so like it really really is crazy to see like just how they learn and process and develop from kind of these like not yet ready babies right because that's one thing with the fourth trimester is that when human babies are born they can't walk they can't feed themselves like they're entirely dependent on someone to care for them uh, which is very different than other mammals right in in nature Um, but when you see how fast they grow and they change and they learn it is just it is absolutely astronomical and amazing to watch when you actually consider it. And I know both of us took milestone pictures. I was doing it weekly. You were doing it monthly, correct? I did monthly, yes. Yeah. And so when you go back and you look at kind of those milestone pictures and how much they change, it is really neat to see. Yeah. And that's just like their physical appearance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
like you, I, we look back at, at like pictures and I'm like, oh my goodness, Freya was so round in like the second half of her first year. She was just like a round butterball. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. remember being that round. No, but you look at her and like her face is round. Her, she was just so, it really is crazy to look back and see. And that's, that's just the physical, like her physical look and like body formation, not including like the amazing growth and change that they happen when like in their developmental and their physical like motor growth. It's just crazy. Well, when they're born, you're right. They're completely dependent. And then after a year, like a lot of kids are walking, maybe not on their own, but like with furniture, uh, it's fairly common. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're cruising a little bit with the, uh, the help of, you know, couches or coffee tables, but like, that's, like that's just kind of crazy and then like how how they grow and yeah the, how they don't really react when they're newborns and then you know they slowly start to react and it's just kind of like a little it's a snowball right and then like even now that the boys are out of the toddler stage and Freya's they're all out of the toddler stage and they're actual kids now and then like comparing them to like Finn and Caroline who are in the toddler phase like it's just kind of mind blowing to see the differences. It it really is. And it's just and then you think back of like how have you changed so much in a year, two years, four years? Like when you think about it, like four years is not a lot of time, or even two years is not a lot of time to that you would think that a lot of things would change, but it is just absolutely amazing to see the changes that happen in that first year that for for a baby because the amount of change and growth that happens really is just I I can't even I'm not even sure what word to use to describe it because it's just it's fascinating to see but it is also kind of just astonishing well and it's not to say that like watching them grow in general isn't really interesting but it's something about the first year and I I don't know if it is because they go from being completely dependent to to like saying some words and walking and doing stuff like that like kind they're more I don't know because they're almost entering that toddler phase right where they have that little bit of independence right they're still dependent on you but like they can do stuff whereas like you're right like within like a couple of years they have changed from being babies to like being kids and seeing where the boys and Freya are now it just kind of like boggles my mind and like I've said to the boys before like can you can you believe that both of you were in mommy's tummy like <laughs> no I can't because they're like so tall and you know they they're so smart and intelligent and we can have like good conversations and you know they can tell me how they think and feel and you know that's the awesome part about having a kid and it's funny because like yeah we're being a little bit nostalgic here but like I've enjoyed things about every single phase and there have been things that I don't really like about every single phase so you know you take the good you take the bad but the whole 
the whole part of being a parent is pretty magical. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.